Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sportsmanlike Conduct Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Argot, and I'm here with producer Steve. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, NBA here to go, and then we're going to dive right into some uh, MLB. Uh, first, uh, how's everything going there, Steve? Are you surviving the hurricane there in, uh, <laughs> in Philly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no hurricanes here, man. It was a little uh, little toasty today, but it's been pretty nice here, actually, past few days. Yep. Yeah. yeah, man, we had a hurricane and an earthquake. And an earthquake, um, I heard that. Yeah, 5.1. Yeah. All we all we need is uh, the locust and some frogs, maybe. And a tornado, and, you, and you guys will be set. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> maybe it'll be the sign of the apocalypse. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyways, the hurricane, not too bad here. Um, as far as in SoCal, hitting pretty hard there in, in Baja, California. The damage is yet to be reported. What um, it's going to become, uh, per, I think, I think it'd be pretty darn crazy when we hear all about that. And then, uh, yeah, man, um, hope everyone's staying safe out there. And uh, let's uh, kind of dive into some sports. You know, people come on here because they want to listen to sports. They want to listen to bad news, <laughs> unless you're a Yankees fan. <laughs> it's, and, uh, we'll talk sorry, about that later. All bad news for you <laughs> yeah. guys there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but first, let's uh, let's, let's uh, go back to Philadelphia. Let's talk about uh, James Harden, man, and 76ers. Mm. Uh, Harden's been on a tour over in China, you know, just kind of doing his thing there. Uh, he said he's not going to report to Philly's training camp. Um, it's all falling off the wagon, man. I, I don't even know where to really begin here or, like, what's been, you know, what's going on. Uh, we had the NBA report a few days ago that um, they're going to be investigate they or they open an inquiry in on the Harden uh, Philly debacle uh, speculation, pretty much being that, you know, what did Philadelphia have in place with Harden? You know, what was kind of wink, wink there going into the off season? Because, you know, obviously um, Harden called Darren Mori a liar earlier this week. You, you saw that, right? Yeah. He's a, yep. So he's a, pretty much a damn liar. And Mori, you know, not, I think just kind of taking the fifth on this and just saying, I'm not going to really engage in that. And um, now, like, with with all that, even Maury came out yesterday and said, like, you know, for for a six for a Clippers trade, um, he he said necessarily like uh, Terrence Mann doesn't even have to be in that trade if the Clippers were harmed, but he wants some first round draft wants a first round pick, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, multiple picks, I I think for that, yeah. Um, rightfully so, you know, they gave up a pretty good amount to get James Harden, and he's still a pretty competent player. Um, it's, but the, the one thing, man, for, for Harden in general, he, it's, it's gone so sour, man, over the last two, two years. Like, you know, you think, you know, when that trade happened, uh, from him from Brooklyn, um, what, what had initially went down there is he, I, I think he got tired of the Kyrie saga, you know, rightfully, like, why would you want to play with Kyrie Irving at that point in the season? Kyrie's kind of just oh, I'm going to play today. I'm not going to play today. I'm going to play next week. And, you know, Harden's carrying the load because Durant's hurt and, you know, he's he's over it there. I don't blame him for wanting out of the situation, even though he put himself in that situation to begin with. Um, the year prior to that, quit on Houston, came came in the, the season overweight, really fat, um, said I went out of Houston. They did nothing wrong to him. Um, they had no one pretty much left there. Uh, Maury was out the door. Um, and all that. So again, Harden uh, didn't want to be there anymore. Um, they ended up trading him, and it's just been all down there from Hill, or uh, all downhill from there. And uh, the other thing too with, with Harden, man, it's uh, how much is he making this year? Is it thirty-five million? Thirty-five six. Yeah. Thirty thirty-five point six million. Um, you you think about it, man. How much money did James Harden really cost himself? Like you see like this Jalen Brown deal going down. You see the extension that uh, Anthony Davis just signed. I think it was like three years, one uh, shit. If you look that up, I think it was one six, between 160 and 180 ballparking that number. Cause I don't know exactly, but you know, you see Davis signing that extension. I, I don't know what a Harden deal would have been um, going, going into it, but uh, he's cost himself at least $200 million. I got to imagine. I was going to say, I think, I think the deal he signed with the Sixers was like a two-year, 60-something million, 68 million maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, because I, and I think, I think there was like some like wink, wink there, like sign this deal, yeah. we're going to take care of you. Um, 
obviously the Sixers have, I, I, I don't know if it's ownership or if it's Maury or what it is. Um, they don't want to pay him, but uh, I mean, can you blame him? This guy, um, you know, when this team needed him most, uh, where was he at? Right. You know, we were talking about that pre-show. Yeah. Off, off air here. Uh, what did he score? What did I say? He scored nine points in that game seven against the Celtics. I mean, yeah, I, you said, uh, also yeah. he was like over six from three in game six. Yeah. He had, exactly. he had two amazing games in that series he did. in game one and, or he had both game winners, game one, game and one and game then, four, uh, game four, put up 40 and plus, but I mean, yeah, he was awesome. Look, and that's what he could deliver to you. He's not the best player on it. He cannot be the best player on the team anymore. He's just past that stage in his career. I don't know if he could be the second best player on the team anymore at this point. Yeah. And you're going to pay him more than 35. I, I just, I don't know what his future looks like. I mean, he's obviously, maybe he could get a little better offensively, but defensively, he's definitely a liability. Um, I, and I was telling you this pre-show, I'm like, I think I'd rather have Russell Westbrook going to next year than James Harden at, you know, salary and everything, you know, taking a look at that, like, okay, Russell Westbrook's making, uh, I think six or 7 million. That's what uh, I think uh, the Clippers paid him. So it's like, would you rather have him or James Harden at 35.6 million? He's on (laughs) Russell Westbrook on a two year, $8 million contract. Wow. So he's only making four average salaries, so 3.9. Years. Yeah, a year. I, I'd much rather have Russell Westbrook at, at four million. Yeah, Hart, cause, absolutely. Because I the one thing is at least I know what I'm getting from Russell Westbrook is he, that he tries. I'm not saying he's gonna be as good as Harden offensively. Absolutely not. Harden's a better player. But I at least what I know with Westbrook is that he cares. With Harden, you just don't know what that guy wants. Like no. I mean again, man. Like, Especially nowadays. Like, I mean, obviously I, obviously we were just we were just talking like he clearly wants to be paid like some of these top top guys and of course oh yeah because he was once that he was once that top guy dude yeah i mean he he was the you know like when you saw the Lillard extension like you're like oh or um you know like that was him right like he was up there i mean he was what mvp in uh 2018 i think yeah yeah Uh, Uh, you know it should have been i think almost back to back back to back right you know he's uh westbrook stole his one other mvp i i think um, but man, it's like, it's just, you know, he, up until the, the, uh, trade request from the Rockets. Yeah. Harden always had the, you know, can't get it done in the playoffs. Like that was always the thing, but there was no doubt that this guy was going to be a sure, you know, sure thought. And he still will be, um, first battle hall of famer. He was always going to kind of have the, um, can't get it done in the playoffs thing and definitely now for sure 100 percent because he's had so many situations to get it done he's choked so many different times but um now it's like oh um you know it's just you're just so sour on his career now yeah. you're like you know once they change the rules the you know because remember um he was a reason why he was a big reason why they changed the rules on you know when they would when he would drive in the lane they call the fouls like uh, just a really boring style of basketball to play. Yeah. So once they changed that, his whole game changed. And, you know, he, he's adjusted, I think, now. But he's just never been that same player, that MVP caliber player again. No. And, you know, again, like I said, he if, if he goes to the Clippers or stays with the Sixers, he's still a very valuable player. Very good player. Um, you know, he's one of the best passers I've ever seen. He, he just knows how to move the ball. He, his basketball IQ is still really up there in the NBA. But I just, again, man, I just don't know if A, if he cares and B, we just know he can't get it done in the playoffs. At least he has yet to, to show in the last, over the last, uh, what he came in the league in 2009. So about 14 seasons. So yeah. it's like, man, um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know what is going to happen with Harden going forward. Yeah. Do you want him in Philly? I, dude, I don't want him in Philly, no. <laughs> I'm going to be honest yeah, with I mean, you. You're, I, you're a six I, I didn't. Dude. Yeah, and I didn't even really want him in Philly last year, to be quite honest with you. I don't know. He just never really stood out as, like, the guy that's going to change things for, I mean, we've been making playoff runs for, you know, a few handful of years now, and uh, we've never really gone too deep, but I think well, they yeah, thought yeah. he was going to be, like, the saving grace, and he just hasn't been. I mean, like you said, he's a great passer, he's a great teammate. For the most part, uh, but then he's coming out and calling, you know, Maury a liar and saying that he doesn't want to be a part of an organization that he's a part of. It's like, well, why did you even sign with the team then? Like, I don't know. It just, 
Well, him, him and Maury had the, you know, once a, a great friendship. A good and friendship. Bond. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, and I think that that's where it kind of goes on it. And, and, you know, but, but now it's like, I mean, if you're like, obviously the other, the, the big superstar on your team, Joel Embiid, I mean, God, man, that's the one guy on that team where it's like, what is he, where is his mind at and all this and, yeah. and all that. And, well, like we you said, mentioned pre-show, earlier, yeah, yeah, yeah I was about to say pre-show we talked about, he took his, he took the 76ers uh, affiliation off all his social media Embiid, yeah, and Embiid, not Harden. So yeah, I, yeah. Just, I don't understand. I mean. I don't I know. Mean, and that's what I was saying earlier too. I don't know what this is going to do in the locker room. It's I'm almost not even worried as much about the play. I'm more worried about how is this going to affect the locker room? I mean, they were talking about taking him to training camp and he's not going to go now. I mean, what yeah, do, what do these young players think? Like somebody like Tyrese Maxey who's only 23. I mean, what does that guy oh, think? I, about? I don't th- I don't think he cares. I don't think I don't so think either. But people like that, you know, that younger class, that younger generation, you know, are going to pull I th- I just think a lot, I think all those players on his team has lost just lost respect for Harden. He's I bet like you whatever. They did, we, right. We can win without him. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's exactly what I, I just think. Hope he's not like a, a a parasite in the locker room. You know, come once the regular season starts, if they don't end up Harden, get oh, he, yeah. I, I believe he one hundred percent absolutely is. Right. I think he totally is. Yeah, I think he is. I think he if he will play for the 76ers this year, I think he will be as toxic as what Russell Westbrook was to the Lakers. To the Lakers, um, yep, exactly. Um, not this last year before he got traded, or sorry, uh, yeah, before he got traded, but. Um, the the year prior uh, when the when Frank Vogel got fired that yeah, year, yep. I think that's what James Harden will be yeah. um, like if he did does return to Philadelphia. So I, I again, um, the one you have to worry about obviously is Joel Embiid. Yeah, um, there's a lot of teams already you know that have already lined up and they're ready for the Joel Embiid sweepstakes come next season. Um, and you know you got to kind of ask yourself, it's like you know if Embiid's not willing to sign the extension. Do you guys run it back? I mean, with him, like, would you guys trade him? You know, come the year of like, say if Harden, you guys do unload Harden and you do get some picks, or you know, get maybe a younger player in return. And because the team, it's not like they're super old. I know you guys have uh, you guys have Embiid on there. You guys have a. Um, PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker is a little bit up there, but like he's yeah, all, he's he's up there, but like pretty young he can team be at, overall. Yeah, yeah, and, and and he could be a desired asset for another team. I'm not saying absolutely, completely, um, you know, because obviously, Harden not returning, that throws a that throws a wrench into things, and just like it, it sets the team back. It really does. Like you, you guys need Harden, you know, to make a playoff push or not a sorry a championship push. Uh, and if Embiid's kind of halfway checked out, it's like you just more just say fuck it and trade it, man, and just. And just get what he can, you know, because we, we, one thing we know there are more is he's very outlandish. He will make a surprise. And I would not be surprised if he just says, screw it. Trades Harden. Uh, he goes to management and says, look, this isn't going to work. We can't run this back with, you know, what we have if we, Harden gets, if Harden's just not going to return. And to say, you know what, Philadelphia, like we, we've tried, we've tried with Embiid. Um, while he still has value for us, we're going to get a boatload in return for him. Yep. And that's what they do. And cause more look, Maury, he can create stuff on the fly. He's one of the best in the league at doing it. And I, I would, if that were me, if I were them, I would just say, screw it. It's like, just that, that's what I would do. Yeah. I would just light the, I would just light, you know, Twitter headlines on fire. With yeah. That, man. Oh yeah. And you've got somebody like, I'm, I'm looking right here. Uh, you got somebody like Tobias Harris, who's in the last year of his deal. Making yeah. 40, he has 40 plenty of value, right? He has I mean, plenty of value. We'll we, we've heard a lot of teams inquiring about him. Absolutely, absolutely. And I guess my point is there that yeah, I mean, not only do they have value there, but that's also like a significant cap hit. I mean, that's he's the second highest paid man on the team behind Embiid, as yeah. far as as far as the salary goes. So, um, and, yeah, it's hard to say. And man. for him, for for him, I mean, it, we've heard a few teams that would kind of go after him and all that. Um, via trade um, because he, he could be a valuable asset for yeah. as far as like, obviously the contract, he's a little overpaid, but then again, Jay, Jalen Brown's you know, he's being paid $60 million. A year yeah. now. Um, or not now, but he will be uh, going into next year. Next year. Yeah. But man, it's, um, it, it's crazy. I don't, I don't know what the Sixers do. I just, uh, it wouldn't shock me if, 
if that scenario played out, Maury just says, screw it, you know, and be, you're not going to be happy and you're going to, you know, take everything down. And if he's kind of having conversations, just, you know, maybe you do trade me. Um, obviously I, I would try before training camp is over. I would try to get, and if he, if MB doesn't want to sign an extension, I would put him on the block and I would just, you know, get him out of there. If, right. Like just really trying to, you know, cause thing is, is you can't beat the, you just look at the East. You can't beat the, the, uh, bucks. You can't beat the Celtics. You can't beat, uh, can you beat the heat? Yes, Man, maybe that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> the Heat, right? the yes, Heat, maybe. one of my one of my scarier one of my teams. If they that get I was Damian Lillard, about. yeah, they get Damian Lillard. You can't beat them. I was pretty worried um, about them last year, even. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's like there's three teams there. I didn't even mention some of the other teams that could possibly make a surprise run. Um, there, like the Cavs. The like, Cavs. Yeah. Are you better? Than, do you think you're better than the Cavs? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. Um, but again. I mean, even like the Knicks, we, we saw the Knicks come out hot this last year, yeah. too. I mean, that's, the Knicks. A, that's a team to worry about, too. Well, that's a team to worry about in a NB trade. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> because exactly. They, have, they have so many um, assets they yeah. could just throw at it and say, here, we have the most. Yeah. Because they, they're definitely one of the teams that have the most to trade for um, when it comes to them. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, anything else to touch on with this Harden-Philadelphia NB situation? Nah, I mean, we'll see, like, in the next, when do their camps start, like, in September or something? We'll see in, like, the next month yeah. or so what, what what the word around the town is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before we know, man, the the NBA season will be here. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you what, I don't envy you as a Philadelphia 76ers fan. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to baseball, man. Cool. Uh, we got to talk about the Yankees. Um, it has come to a avalanche. Uh, man, I mean, I can't, I, uh, I kind of want to laugh, uh, you know, at their season just because, uh, the Mets season has been absolutely, I, I don't know who's been worse. Has it been the Yankees or the Mets? <laughs> both these teams had world series aspirations. They've both been utter failures. They're both this about year. to be in last place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, man, the Mets are half a game ahead of uh, the nationals for last place there. The Yankees I would, will definitely be finishing last place. They just got swept by the Red Sox. And to make things even worse, um, Rafael Devers hit a second home run today. On the, or uh, He hit two home runs in the game today on the second one. The Yankees fans were cheering. cheering for, yeah. they're, <laughs> they're just fed up, man. They're done. Yeah, They're just done with this Yankees team. They're just like mill it in. They want Boone gone. They want Cashman gone. I don't know if any of that's going to happen. Boone, or Cashman is in the first year of his four-year new deal with the Yankees. Um Dude, I saw today. Uh, I didn't. I didn't realize this earlier, but I just saw this just now. Uh, there are eight losses in a row. It's the first time they've lost eight in a row since 1995. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. This will be their first losing season if they do fall. If they do, um, you know, just take a nosedive the whole rest of the year, it'll be their first losing season since 1992, man. 92. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And uh, again, you know. This, this team had so many flaws going into it at the beginning of the year. I mean, last year, Judge had the season from, you know, I mean, he had one of the greatest seasons you'll ever see by a player. Um, they almost collapsed. Remember last year on our old show, we talked yeah. about it. It's like, man, they almost collapsed. And um, they luckily did not. And this is what that looked like. This is what this that team last year should look like now. I mean, dude. Like, dude, they've won one series since the All Star break, and and it was against the look Royals. Look at their <laughs> look at their lineup, man. It's like, I mean, I don't know what optimism they had. I mean, yes, I know Judge going down in June, early June, when he hit his toe, and, and then his big toe got bruised or whatever it was. And Rodon was out too. Yeah, yeah Rodon. That was a big deal for them. And Nestor's on the uh, nasty Nestor Cortez is on the IL. Yeah, but it was mostly when because they they've been without Rodon all pretty much all, all pretty year. Pretty much all year, yeah. But but the judge injury that was the nail that that just sent their season into big haywire, man. Because they were just never hurt. the same. They're they're dealing with yeah. a lot of injuries too, yeah. No, yeah, mo- most definitely. But I mean, and here's the other thing too. So obviously, Judge has been back now for a few weeks. They've lost eight games in a row. Um, judge has played in all those games. 
Um, so what's going on? Is it, you know, like I said, the judge thing, a big momentum killer. I think it has a lot to do with kind of where they were at going into the all-star break. Um, because remember they were, they were up there. They were like second in the division. They weren't, they weren't first. The Rays had that kind of really, really hot start, but the Yankees, um, man, they, they had a great, uh, April, they had a great May. And then, um, the wheels kind of fell off the wagon there, but here again, this is why this team was so flawed going into the year. DJ LeMahieu hit 240. This was a guy a few years ago who was, did he win the batting title? I think two years ago. I think two years ago. Yeah. Won the batting title there. Um, Cabrera hit 209. Um, Glaber Torres kind of, he's in 267. Well, I guess they're probably their biggest bright spot on their team. Yeah. Car- Giancarlo Stanton batting 199. IKF batting uh, 253. Harrison Bader 252. Uh, Volpe 217. He's been at that all year. Uh, Higashioka, he's batting 232. Um, Josh Allenson, I'm not even looking at right here. He's um, been out he's for been, a while, but he was batting yeah, 142. You know, you're 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 hoping for Josh Allenton to stay healthy. Good freaking luck. That guy's not been healthy, you know, for like six years. Um, so you know, you're you're banging on all these guys to stay healthy. Who, by the way, again, like they caught lightning in the bottle last year with what Judge did. That team overachieved last year, and this is what that team really should look like as of last year. Yeah, this like I think going into the end of the season, man. Um, obviously, Baltimore's better this year. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of up for debate. Some people are like, oh, no, it's not true. You know, Baltimore wasn't as good as they were this year. Um, but they kind of were. They didn't really make all these great trades. No. Like, they, they did get, but Baltimore did get better. Um, the, the Red Sox got, did get a little bit better. Um, the, the Rays. Um, I like they Toronto. Finally, Toronto looks pretty good, too. Yeah. No, Toronto. Yeah. I mean, all those teams are better than them. Right. They just all are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, the thing with the Yankees is like, they they kind of expected this same team to run it back. Yes, they did add Carlos Rodon. That did not work out. Um, but still, like even what what's going on in the second half with when Judge is back, it's not like you know he's not playing terrible. He's about two seventy six. He's not hitting all the home runs that he was. Um, again, man, this team is just so flawed. Their pitching is terrible. Yeah. Um, and that 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 that's the one thing about it all. You know, yes. Again, Rodon has not been there, but they still have Cole. And this is the same pretty much starting pitching that they had last year. Yeah. Again, I, I just think that I think Boone got this team to overachieve last year with Aaron Judge being the just again uh, having a spectacular year, and that really just drove this team because when Judge was playing right, that team played right, and when he wasn't doing, you know, he, he pretty much saved them all year, man. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that's where the I think that's where Cashman and them got it wrong is, you know, you're running back this team where, you know, uh, again, so many flaws and so many different, you know, ho- hoping that uh, Josh Johnson and, and Stanton are going to give you, you know, batting over two, three hundred, three hundred yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> Being everyday players where Stanton, his only position that he could really play anymore is DH. It's like. You know, you're throwing these guys. They don't have an outfielder. Like they'll, it's like, it's just really bad management by yeah. Cashman. Um, and I think this is the first time that I'm ever putting any blame on Cashman because he's put together so many. I mean, when you when you're able to go over 500 for almost 30 years, that is just so. Or I mean, for 30 years, I mean yeah. for more than 30 years, yeah, that is just incredible. And Cashman's been there for a lot of those. Yes, they haven't won since 2009. But God, man, they made the playoffs a lot. Like, tell that to the Pirates organization. Yeah. Tell that to, I mean, the Mets. Tell I mean, Mets, God, man. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say. Tell that to the Mets organization, dude. Yeah. Like, the Mets have made the playoffs twice in the last fifteen years. Sorry, three three times in the last sixteen years. Like, it's just it's it's just really bad, man. <laughs> like, I, I I mean, I I don't blame I don't tend to blame Cashman. Um, but I, I will blame him this year. I think I'll you know, put some accountability there. Yeah, put, um, I don't know what else Boone could do. I mean, I don't, I don't like him calling out the umpires all the time. Although he gets it's kind of funny. Like every other game. Yeah. yeah it, it's kind of funny when he imitates them a and little then bit. He imitates or, him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's kind of funny. But, uh, you know, he's just turning into a big whiner. It's like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> maybe, maybe going to the game, he's like, God, we're going to lose this game anyway. I just want to go sit in the back and lounge, watch some Netflix and yeah, have a beer. <laughs> he could always be doing something like that. <laughs> but man, um, this is the season hell for the Yankees. And, um, you know, to be honest, man, I just don't, I don't know. Um, firing Boone, is that going to really do anything for you? No, I don't, I don't think he's a bad manager. No, I don't think he's a I good mean, manager at all. But the fans do want to see some turnover. Yeah. Um, Cashman, again, I, I do got to blame him a little bit. I, I blame him more than I do Boone. Because um, what's Boone supposed to do, man? Like, right. you know, it's right, like you got to hit your team day, bat in like a 220. I mean, there's yeah, not really much you can that, do. Your pitching sucks. And your pitching like, sucks. Yeah. And you're dealing with yeah. seven injuries right now out of your exactly. you know, 26 you know, man roster or whatever. It's like, oh my gosh. I, I just I just don't know what Boone's supposed to do. Um, I don't know if he'll be returning. I think he's at the, I think he's at the end of his contract here with the Yankees. Or maybe he has one year left on him. But um, Howell has not been a guy known to blow it up the house i'm better this is george side better boone would have been gone last week um boone. like cat cashman would have been fired last week right yeah. boone's on a three-year deal through the 2024 season with a club option for 2025 okay so, he, so he's he has got one, one more year left. left yeah yeah um again man i i i don't know where the yankees go from here they just have to get younger they just have to get younger, That's dude. Part of it, yeah. like you're, you're 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 banking on a bunch of older guys that really help you out, man. I mean, Stanton's not gonna be Stanton's not 2017 Stanton no more. He's not. That's not ever gonna be him again. Uh, Judge again. I think, I think he had that year last year, and I don't think that he'll ever have that year again. I, like, he he did start off this year having that kind of year. He was on pace to go back and hit he was. 50 plus home yeah, runs again. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously the injury derailed that. So, um, I could be wrong there and that's fine. A judge is still an awesome player. Um, but man, the Donaldson, the, the Stanton con, like just all that, like, um, Higashioka, like he was an all-star last year has not been great this year. You know, you, you gotta develop young Volpe who they've been depending on all year. Like, yeah, he's had some clutch moments, but God, he's, he stinks. <laughs> you know, he's batting 217, man. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know where the Yankees go from here. Um, Real they're quick, in a super tough division. Go ahead. To touch on your other point, the Yankees are seventh in average age at 29.6 years old. Wow. Who's not, first? Not, well, you know who's first. You're, you're Mets, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is this is as well, of June, so this is before the okay. trade deadline and all that. Got it. So, so uh, losing two 50-year-old pitchers have helped. Our <laughs> I'm sure it helped, yeah. <laughs> no, they're not 50. I know, they're 40. They're 40. <laughs> but but still, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, no, no that, that that makes sense. Who's second? Second is the Miami Marlins. So it's really? Mets. Mets is thirty one point two, Marlins is okay. thirty point five, Padres is thirty, and then that makes sense. The Padres, Cardinals, yeah, Braves, Giants, Yankees, Red Sox, Rockies, Dodgers are all twenty nine and some change. Ah, oh, okay, okay, interesting. The youngest team is the Cleveland Guardians. Not surprising. They just unloaded like another old or one of their older players. Yeah. And Josh Bell. So, um, man. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could, I wish I, um, say sorry, Yankee fans, but I kind of enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. Uh, Yankees been, been bad. Uh, the, the Red Sox, man, 66 and 58. Um, yeah, don't, count, the, don't count out them Red Sox, man. Well, I'm not, dude, because yeah, they're only a half, they're only <laughs> two and a half behind Toronto. I know it's crazy. And now Toronto is out of the wild card spot because the damn Seattle Mariners, dude. Gotta talk about the Mariners. They've been on a tear, dude. Six in a row, taking three from the freaking champions, Houston Astros. Um, I mean, man, Julio setting and, the record. Yeah, I would say pull it up, man. You talk about it, you. you yeah, you talk yeah. about J Rod. J Rod, as of today, he set the uh, the MLB record for most hits in a four game span, seventeen hits. And uh, today he went four for six with uh, four singles, and that was they they're claiming that was his worst game from the past four games. I would take four for six every day, dude. He has been <laughs> he's been freaking awesome. And he's been stealing half. bases too. Yeah, not only some. I mean, dude, he has been he has been the reason why this team has just 
freaking turned it around and picked up where they did last year. Because we were talking about all year, man. This team was just like staying at 500. And all of a sudden, you know, now in the second half, man, they've just, they, they pulled it, man. They were back in the playoff hunt, dude. Which is exactly they, what we said at the All-Star break. Remember our show? We said yeah, yeah, w- yeah. W- it's the one team we think is going to come out swinging. And we, yeah. I think we both and, said the, the Mariners. And uh, Yeah, I mean, dude, we were just wondering, like, what the heck is going on? Like, how is this team, you know, they were just playing under, you know, like our ex- everyone's expectations, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they've been better in their pitching. They've been better in their hitting. They're having fun. J-Rod has been you know, setting records, been absolutely heroic in everything he's been doing. And man, they've had a tough schedule too. They have. They, they've been, and they've been crushing it. And they, they've had a tough month. Yeah. I think this whole month for them is pretty, pretty difficult, uh, tough teams. And they got a lot of road games against some good teams. And yeah. I mean, they're, they're putting the Astros on their toes, man. I mean, uh, obviously the Astros are only a game and a half back or sorry. Uh, they're two games back of, um, Texas right now. But, um, Seattle's I mean, right there, man. Like, it's damn. crazy. Yeah. It's like, can Seattle win Seattle's, the division now? Seattle like, has that wow. third wild card spot now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, like you said, the, all, three, out. Yep. all three of those teams, man, they're winning three games of each other, dude. Three games of each other. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, this was like the AL East. I mean, um, Tampa Bay is how many games back? Tampa Bay's uh, three back. Three back of Baltimore. And yeah, so I mean, it's the same thing with them, man. With uh, Tampa Bay, with um, no, never mind. Sorry, They're, that's five and a half games. I was talking about Toronto, man. Um, Toronto's reeled a little bit. It's like you know, if you're looking at the AL right now, what team, what wild card team potentially scares you the most besides the Astros? I mean, right now, I'd have to say the Mariners. <laughs> yeah, Mariners or I mean, the, Toronto, right? Or, like, or Toronto, but I, I don't know, man. I, I think the Mariners are scarier right now. You know, I'm going to slightly go with Toronto. And honestly I, like, honestly, I think I'd be more scared of Boston than Toronto right now. Really? Oh, yeah. no, no. Uh, the, the Toronto's pitching has been... They, they just got Boba back. That's true. They got Boba Shep back, too. He, yeah. he, went yard, he went yard today. Did you see they DFA'd? Um, uh, who was it? Uh, yeah, they DFA'd uh, freaking uh, De Young, uh, Paul uh, De Young. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just got him. He like, only ten, played like eight, eight days ago or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or, no, he played. Yeah, eight. He he was with the team for eighteen days. That's what it was. Eighteen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but man, yeah, dude, that that was a. I mean, Paul De Young is a decent player, but uh, he he's not the player he was like two or three years ago. No. But yeah. Um. But no, man, Toronto. I, I I like their I like their starting pitching better than Boston. Like, um, you know, with Gosman, I, I think he's better than any Boston pitcher. Is Brandon Bellow is really awesome for Boston, but um, you know, with him uh, kind of going, Kikuchi's had a great year. Um, I just tr- I trust Toronto a little bit more than I do Boston. But hey, man, um, crazier stuff has happened, and if Boston makes the playoffs. My brain will be broken. I, I just ESPN has them at like a sixteen percent chance. I think I saw. It has to be higher than sixteen, dude. The three games back of the wild card. Yeah, well, I think it's only sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> and their offense is pretty darn good. Yeah, like yep. I mean, fifteen point nine percent according to uh, ESPN. The yeah. Yankees have a point five percent chance to make the playoffs. And guess what? They're not making the playoffs. No, and uh, Toronto's at sixty four percent. So. Just as yeah. a reference, with you know, Tor- Toronto's case is like, is their their offense hasn't been what it was in the years past, but their pitching has been really good. The pitching has been really good, yeah. yeah. Re- Ryu has been really good since he came back. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Bouchette just picks up where he left on his MVP caliber. You know, Chase like they'll they'll be they'll be good there, um, but like. Belt. He had a couple of dingers today. He, you know, he gets some veteran leadership from Belt, uh, Guerrero. Like you know, this is a this is a it's a good team, very man. scary squad. It's a good team, yeah. Yeah. And now you mentioned George Springer, Britt Merrifield. Like they have some really good players. Chapman. Remember Chapman was hitting over four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, I was like yeah, four hundred at the beginning of the year. Now he's down to two forty eight. Two forty. Yeah. Yeah. Kiermaier batting last. He's hitting two seventy. You know they have some really good players on this team, with you know, 
and the thing like you said with Boston, it's like I just I just don't know if they have enough, man. But you you the one man the one guy that here that can be overlooked is Alex Cora. Yeah, man, dude, with the with that, just with that starting pitching alone, what that guy is able to do. Uh, with that man, I mean, dude, they've been absolutely spectacular. Like, and and they uh, they've gotten a great year from Yoshida. Yoshida has been another, another MVP caliber player this year. Absolutely. Yeah, he was a yeah, guy he, who you, he made you love at the beginning of the year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, well, he was batting like a three something in uh in the the Nippon League in in Japan before yeah. he came over here. He signed a big deal. He signed a hundred million dollar deal coming from japan he's he's super young i think he's only like 23 or 24 is he only that yeah yeah look this oh, up no, he, oh no he's 30 he's 30 he's 30 okay okay yeah. yeah yeah no you're good um but um yeah he made a headline i saw a headline uh, last week sometime i can't remember what it was it was like he had like i don't know three home runs in four games or something but anyway he's been hitting yeah he's, he's really been i mean he's batting still still batting a 300 this far into the season in fact i think he's got the highest average on the team right now i i yeah and i think that's what it was when we um looked at that earlier in the year yeah but yeah, he's um, consistent yeah and again they have a good veteran leadership there on boston um they got chris sell back too I, I i just don't know if they'll have enough but again man what was it june i counted boston out remember i was gonna say about six weeks ago said, yeah. Said, yeah no more than that dude i think i counted i counted them out like with like eight memorial weeks ago day or, weekend or, yeah. yeah it was something like that man i said boston has a chance so i've been absolutely wrong there but yeah dude 16 uh, percent, man we'll see spectacular dude yeah um man uh let's see talking i mean I guess. Oh yeah, we got we got to talk about uh Gunner Henderson, man. Uh, yeah, our boy Gunner. Our boy Gunner passed up on uh, the cycle today. Dude, uh, God, man, I'm, I want I I want to see this team, you know, make a strong playoff push, dude. Dude, I would love to see them go to the World Series. Uh, you know, it would be so much fun, man. This team loves to play with each other. They they are, you know, with Henderson, Rushman, uh, O'Hearn, who's been spectacular for them. Mateo had an inside the parker today, dude. Like th- this team is a, they are very uh, scary squad. Flaherty has been pretty darn good for them since he's been acquired yeah, at absolutely. the deadline. Yeah. Um, and they keep rolling, man. They, they are not stopping. I, um, you know, I, I thought maybe like they might be slowing down, um, you know, at this time of the year, like, I mean, projected to slow down at this time of the year, but dude, um, they've been, They've been crushing it. And sorry to mention the the um, Gunnar Henderson thing too, man. Guy, uh, he, he had the chance to go for the cycle. He said, um, you know, he, he obviously had the ball to, uh, you know, for what was to be a double. And he took the double instead of the single. And uh, Did you see the hit? I mean, it was like barely fair right down yeah, the first baseline. And exactly. uh, he kind of he hesitated for a second because I think he thought it was going foul. And, and then and, he uh, just kept going. <laughs> George Mateo said, I would have fell down at first base. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, uh, this this is a fun team, fun squad. No, I think and, they're uh, awesome. Um, yeah. I was going to say real quick, going back to Boston, just for a split second, I just looked up uh, the remaining strength of schedule, and Boston has the second easiest remaining schedule. Really? I mean, it's the, sorry, sorry, second hardest remaining schedule. The second hardest? Okay, yeah, Baltimore's, Baltimore's 15th, so just to compare hmm. the two. But Boston still has seven games against the, the what Warriors. What about Toronto? Boston has three games set against the Dodgers. They got five games against the Rays, three against Texas, seven against Houston. I mean, they got it pretty serious. Uh, Toronto is – where the heck is Toronto on here? Toronto's 23rd. Wow. They they have a couple series. They have a series against the A's, series against the Rockies, series against the Yankees, <laughs> a series against the Royals. So, yeah, they got a pretty pretty easy schedule on the way out. Th- that just might be um, – Which could yeah. be huge. That I mean – yeah. That might just help them out completely, man. I Absolutely. Mean, Same with Minnesota. I mean, not to go out of the East, but Minnesota's got one of the easiest schedules uh, as well, and and they're well, they've they picked up a lot of ground this and last. Cleveland week has one of the thoughts. hardest, the fifth hardest schedule remaining. So yeah, that and Cleveland's now six games back. Season might be over for Cleveland. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, what was it? Two and a half the other day. Now it's six. It was two and a half. Yep. And. 
Wow. Yeah. ESPN they, they, gives them a three point six percent chance of making the playoffs. Yeah, that's crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Because, um, again, man, and uh, you know, you gotta blame Cleveland, dude. Like, what what moves did you, they really make this offseason that was like really spectacular? Yeah. At the the deadline, they traded away a good bat and Josh Bell, and they traded away a good pitcher in um, uh, God traded him to Tampa Bay. Um, I'm blank right now. Uh, uh, well, we we had they had talked about yeah here I'll I'll look it up for you. They had talked oh, about good. um, they had talked about Shane Bieber there for the longest time. Well, remember Bieber, he went down too. Like that was a, that was the thing, but he went down. If I'm not mistaken, he went down before the All Star or before the uh, trade deadline, right? Well, he got hurt, yeah, and then uh, yeah, they sent, then they sent him down, yeah, and I don't know, uh, I don't know if he's back or not. I haven't really been paying attention to it too much. But but the, the thing with the thing uh, about them, man, is it's like they punt it halfway through the year. It's like right, you know, so close to you know making a playoff race, made the playoffs last year, made some good strides. They traded away uh, Pitt. They traded away him, uh, Josh Bell. They traded away uh, Matt Rosario, two good bats, Matt and, Rosario, yeah. and a good starting pitcher to Tampa Bay. Um, for <laughs> drawing a blank Still on it, can't see. Yeah, hold on. Um, God, I'm like this. This really stinks. I can't. Uh, Savali, Jesus Christ. Oh, Savali, yeah, 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 yeah. They traded Savali, <laughs> who's on the year has a two point four, uh, two point four four ERA on the year. So they, they traded away all these helpful players and what do they have to show for it? Absolutely jack. Nothing. Yeah. Like again, man, I just feel there's one person I feel super bad for is or actually two. Jose Ramirez and I feel super bad for freaking Terry Francona. Man. It's just like uh, you know, Francona, who is Hall of Fame manager, one of the best in the one of the best in the game, and just it's like, dude. Uh, you, I mean, I wonder what he thinks. Does management has, you know, has like his back? Does management really care about winning? It's like the moves they make, man. They also really... picked up in that Josh Bell trade. They picked up Gene Segura. Uh, and but they released, released him, and right? then released him the same day. He's batting yeah, yeah. two seventy, and they released him. And he's a great, <laughs> he's a great defensive player too. Um, well, he, you know what it was, Phillies man? It was watching him play against the Phillies with the Marlins. He's a, he's a great player. I I bet you what. Was that the straight up trade? Was it just that for that? It was Josh Bell. Bell. No, it was Bell. They get a prospect. They got Segura and Khalil Watson. Is he a prospect or is he a? That's a great question. <laughs> Let's see. Well, Khalil, Khalil Watson. Thing, he's twenty, so yeah, I'm assuming he, he doesn't even have a picture player. on MLB website. So yeah, he's a, and I and I bet for the front office what they were thinking is, oh, let's dump his salary. You know, we paid Josh Bell. Basically, things yeah. haven't worked out, and like it's right. a salary dump. Just an absolute what. Like you said, man. And then they released Gene Segura, and then this this Watson, I guess, just like you said, he's a prospect, so he hasn't played a game yet. It's just like, man, what are they but, doing? Yeah, exactly, man. Uh, like I said, a team that put the Yankees on their backs last year, and I mean, are on the, against the ropes, they didn't obviously win the series. The Yankees would end up advancing, but man, just a good young team, and and um, I, I yeah, just too much time on it. <laughs> um, you know, uh, one more thing, I guess on Cleveland is they presented, uh, they presented, um, Miguel Cabrera with a guitar today. Oh yeah. The guitar. Um, that, that was, that was pretty neat. And then, uh, you, you pointed out, man, Miguel Cabrera squaring up with uh, Jose Ramirez, Ramirez. <laughs> you know, Miguel Cabrera, man, just, uh, the corny, corny personality always reminded me him and his personality is super cool. It's just like, uh, Adrian Beltre, man, those two yeah. guys. Just yep. like always had so much fun, regardless of the situation. Um, you know, Miguel Cabrera in the final final year, um, gonna retire. His team's garbage, 57, 67 this year. Yeah. Um, and you know, they're only at, well, they're actually only two and a half games back at the Yankees. Um <laughs> <laughs> but man, oh they're actually they actually might overtake second for the uh, division if um Cleveland continues their collapse. If Cleveland dumps, but, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, but, uh, man, regardless of the situation, dude, uh, Cabrera, you've had an amazing career. And, uh, sad to see you go. Yeah. I always have another like six weeks left, but. Hey, they um, got a, they get, they're listed as a 1% chance to make the playoffs Detroit. So yeah, man. I mean, they, hey, they put know. something together. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. 
Uh, they, um, yeah, to make the, it's funny because, so look at this, check this out. They're seven and a half games back of their division, but they're 12 games back of a wild card. Wow. <laughs> Put that in perspective. <laughs> yeah. And Cleveland is six games back and 10 and a half games and back. 10 and a half card. back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Anyways, man, we spent a lot of time on the AL. Let's uh, go over to the NL. I just got to say one last thing about the AL. The no, A's, you're good, man. The A's lost their 90th game today. That's all. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. I just I, had to say it because they're on pace. They were on pace for like 48 wins, and they're now their they're, they're pace is starting to slow down. I think they're only on pace for like 42 wins now. Well, I think uh, they got scared because Kansas City is at, what, the, Kansas City's at 86 losses right I now. I know. <laughs> we're, we're, it's funny because – we're not even, jo- and they have a um, they have a three game set starting tomorrow too. So against Kansas City, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe they're like shit. Um, we don't want Kansas City to get the first pick. We want that first pick. So exactly. uh, we got we got to bomb these next three games. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, let, let's see what else. Um, go, going over, um, yeah, man, getting into the end, dude. We got to talk about the red, about? Oh. the red hot smoking Dodgers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Dodgers—they what they won eleven in a row, then lost to Miami, then they took two or three out of Miami. Um, played a double header yesterday, won both games three to one. Mookie Betts had a uh, multi home run game. Um, man, dude, you saw LeBron was there. <laughs> yeah, I saw LeBron was there. <laughs> I, I don't really make too much of that. Cool. But yeah, man, wrong. eleven in a row. Uh, it was a pretty good little tear there for a minute, and then they lost that one game, and they got smoked that game too. But yeah, got well. So that, that's the big thing we got to talk about, man. Is Gonsolin got smoked in that game, and now Gonsolin's yep. out for the rest of the year. And now he's out. Yep. So uh, that's a big shot to the Dodgers because again, he was like a he was their he was like their Cy Young last year. Um, but remember he he when he started off like eleven and zero last year, he had like a one point. I don't know nine one ERA. It like was pretty was like, low, yeah. It was cr- he was crazy. He did terrific last year. He's been off and on with on the IL all year, and uh, the Dodgers shut him down. Um, well, his his ten runs in that game were his career worst, and he yeah. only got and he only got ten outs. So he had as many Oof. outs as he had runs. Yeah, Oof. that's terrible. Um, but yeah, man, um, that and but. I guess one bright spot for the Dodgers is that Urias has been pretty damn good his last few outings. And if he is back in form, um, this is a very scary Dodger team because um, we talked about, um, we talked about Lynn pitching uh, lights out, Lance Lynn pitching lights out. And the other, their other deadline acquisition, Yarbrough guy's been terrific all year, man. He was terrific on Kansas city and then terrific for the Dodgers, dude. What a sneaky, good pickup for them. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, his, this, his ARI is under one point five. Yeah, dude, and, and this it gives that it gives that Dodger rotation some you know some relief, and the Dodgers are also supposed to get uh, Walker Buehler back here pretty soon. Yeah, um, he, I don't know if he'll be starting, but if he'll be coming out of the bullpen, that's a scary arm coming out of the bullpen. And, uh, yeah, Kershaw's they're, they're back gonna, too with him. They're going to be a team to watch uh, yeah. going into, I mean, going into September really, but going into the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they've been pretty uh, hot all year, but you know, they're, they're really been, they've really been like turning it, uh, what do they say? Firing it on all cylinders <laughs> recently. Yeah. They've really been pushing it. No, they, they have, man. And they're, they have, you know, run away to the division. It's just, it's unbelievable how much, you know, they've separated themselves between them and the giants and, uh, the, um, Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, because the Giants are 11 and a half games back and Arizona is 13 games back now. Remember, did, yeah. they were just leading that division. It just seemed like yesterday. Un- unbelievable, yeah. And Freddie Freeman with the, the second best record in the uh, second best average in the NL, just behind yeah. Reyes. I mean, he's still batting a 333. No, he did. He, he, he's been, I still think he's the, I, I still have him as the MVP. I'm, I'm not, I mean, what Acuna has done and everyone has him as the MVP and they, they, he hasn't locked it up like Otani's locked up the AL MVP, but. Yeah. Everyone thinks like it's a it's a surefire Acuna. I don't know, man. There's still six weeks left of baseball, and the Dodgers overtake the uh, Braves for the best record in the NL. I would not, um, I would not um, put that aside because, dude, freaking what what Freeman has done for them all year, just the consistency alone. 
when that team has gone through so many woes, especially in the first half, I mean, what kind of woes have the Braves been through? I mean, yeah, they've had some injury at starting pitching, but man, that offense is explosive and absolutely loaded from top to bottom. The Dodger lineup's not that explosive. I mean, they, they, especially all year, like they, they've, um, they've had their, their moments here now as of lately, but in the beginning of the year, man, they, God, they, they were, I think it was Freeman was the only guy hitting over 300. And I think from the separation, I think it was like Mookie Betts who was hitting like 250. I know he's got his average up a lot more now. Yeah. Uh, what is, what is Betts hitting now? Betts is hitting a 298. Okay. So Betts has yeah. been, he's See, been on I think, fire too. I think, I think, I mean, I, I agree with you on Freddie, but I think Betts is definitely a close second on that, uh, for well, for an for MVP talks even not second when we did, but second to Freddie, yeah, yeah no absolutely when we did the show three weeks ago remember that Betts had a higher um, odds or sorry uh, had a lower odds than Freeman than to win Freeman. the MVP yeah I'm I'm sorry that that's stupid like it's just that doesn't make any sense it's just you know the, the fact that Betts is a he is a he's a better all around player than Freddie Freeman. But just alone, what Freeman was has just been able to do this whole year from start to finish to start to now, he's been there the whole time, dude. He's been the most consistent guy on that team, and man, I think we even talked about him hitting three thirty all year. That he has Absolutely. not shied up from that all he year. He hasn't moved really. Yeah, he's been batting like a three three twenty something, three thirty the whole yeah, season. Exactly. And now, real quick, I just looked it up. Uh, Freeman's at a plus six hundred now, uh-huh. and Mookie Betts is at a plus twelve hundred now. Okay, so okay. that script flip flopped. Not flip flopped. I think it was like fast. I think Betts was like plus four hundred and Freeman was like plus seven hundred. Plus seven or something. Like or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but but Acuna is still mean, a minus five hundred. So, yeah. I mean, he's about to steal. I, he's about to have sixty stolen bases this year too. I I, I think it's a little. I I'm not going to say it's a little inflated, but it kind of is, man. I agree. Just, I agree. I think I'm sorry. Stolen bases, yes, are great, but <laughs> again, I I just. You take, you take each player away from them all year. The Braves are still in that situation. Yeah. You cannot say the Dodgers would be in that situation from what they, because remember in the off season, they didn't pick up a whole lot, man. Like that's why Arizona was leading the division all year. What the Dodgers have been able to do consistently all year and be afloat from where they have been. It's, I think it's one of their more remarkable seasons of the past decade than, um, man, it's just, like I said, I I uh, I think Freddie Freeman, I I would ha- I think those odds should be much closer. I think uh, Cunha should be a minus like minus one ten, and Freeman should be like plus two fifty. Yeah. Like that. That's just like how right. A minus five hundred for Cunha. I just feel like that's too much. That's too. I, I, I like I said, man. I agree. Like maybe look if you're looking for some late entertainment or some late uh, season odds and saying, man. I agree with this this babbling fool, Brian. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw fifty bucks at, at that plus six hundred, man, mm. and uh, go for it. And maybe you throw fifty bucks at freaking Mookie Betts, at man. Mookie. I mean, I was gonna say dude, twelve to twelve I to mean, one. Dude, if if he has a few more homers and he gets over three hundred and and just doing all that, man. I mean, because he he has the case too. He went from outfield to um, second base and you know playing the infield and doing that. Um, I mean, all right, so here's something. You ready for this? This is on Baseball ahead. Reference. Okay. Acuna's war on baseball reference is 6.2. Okay. Freddie Freeman's is 5.4. Mookie Betts's is 6.4. So higher than Acuna. He's got a higher war than Acuna. God, man, they're all so close. On baseball um, reference. I know, it's, it's real close. But just to point yeah. that Mookie's got the highest of those three. Yeah. Um, I, I would wonder I what know, the man, whole Braves war is. <laughs> like, that's, a good, that's a good question. Can yeah, you look that up really quick? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, as we're about this war but man. by team <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. here you so, go team war fam graphs team war yeah here we go does it have it separated yeah the braves war is 12.8 as a team dodgers is 11.6 okay it's fairly close and then the next uh, highest is 11.2 the astros d- does it break down the braves roster per per player by war if you it breaks it that? it breaks it down by position doesn't break it down by player. Ah, I see. Okay, I was just curious to see because, I mean, if you if you're it's going their, down, it's their pitching though. Starting pitching war is three point seven. Yeah, no, their starting pitching has been pretty abysmal. But man, they've been. I mean, 
their their win by margin was like it was just it was just absolutely crazy throughout certain parts of the year, especially in May and June, man, where they were just obliterating. Dude, they teams. were crushed. They were putting up ten runs a game. Yeah, was, for like uh, weeks. It was unbelievable. Yeah, Acuna hit three thirty one. You have Eddie Rosario, who is not even their everyday player, batting two sixty. Austin Riley two seventy nine. Olson two sixty nine with forty plus home runs. Um, let's see, uh, Ozuna two forty nine. And, and I think they're I think they're they have six play or five players or six players on pace to hit thirty or more home runs. Yeah. Sean I, Murphy, two seventy four. I think is the first time in history that that's happened. Yeah, exactly. So, You're yeah. absolutely right. It is. Um, Arcia, two seventy eight. I mean, where's Michael Harris at? This guy's not even on the uh, like. <laughs> Here you go, Michael Harris, two eighty seven. Jesus Christ, dude! I mean, again, just that lineup is so deadly. But I still think the Phillies could give them a run for their money hey, in the playoffs. We saw it last year, man. I mean, the, I mean, the Braves. No, I dude. think the Braves are better this year than they were just a little bit than last year. But dude, they. I mean, we saw it last year. We I, their off, their offense is better, but their pitching is their not. Their pitching better. is not. Yeah, the Braves uh, have pitching. the highest average. Two seventy four is the team average. Hmm. Next highest is Texas at two seventy. Wow. Put that in perspective. Uh, Phillies team average is two fifty seven. And the Dodgers is two fifty one. Well, imagine if you guys didn't have Schwarber. Yeah, I know. <laughs> bat one eighty three. Schwarber could bat his weight, man. We'd probably have the top average. Yeah, seriously. What, what's his weight? Two seventy five. I'm just kidding. no, yeah, no. It's probably, I mean, he's like two twenty. I know. I was just joking. <laughs> two thirty. It's like yeah. damn. Yeah. I don't uh, even want to talk about Schwarber. <laughs> yeah, no, no he, but he still. How many dingers does he have? He has thirty plus. Thirty two. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. had thirty two yesterday. Okay. Or two days ago. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, man, it's crazy. Well, yeah, let's, let's move on. Let's talk about the, let's talk about your team. You guys lost two or three against the hot nationals who just, um, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know where this is coming from. Uh, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. Uh, the nationals, oh, over under for the year was what? 57 and a half. It was, you know, yeah, where am I, at? Uh, I have it right oh. here. I remember yeah, at the 50... beginning. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, you're good. National 50, 59 and a half. Yeah. 59 and a half. All right. There's two and a half. And real quick, I have to say this because I was looking at this a few minutes ago when we were talking about the the Orioles. The Orioles uh, over under was 76 and a half, and they're wow. at 77 right now. Damn. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Pretty crazy. Man. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yes, the Nationals, 59 and a half. We should have been Vegas because I think we had the over on them. And I think we, I had, I know I had the over on the Nationals just because my buddy who's a Nationals fan, I was telling him, like, Dude, your team is gonna make the playoffs. She's like, or sorry, that number's plus. They're they're over under. I, it's like it just it looks way too low. And then he's like, um, well, that's a hundred like, oh, losses. That's a hundred losses. Yeah, I mean that's yeah exactly. And yeah. and the way their bats were swinging last year, I was like, there's just no way this is gonna be a like a a hundred loss team. This is yeah. not happen. And guess who's in probably gonna be a hundred loss team? The New York Mets. The Mets. Yeah. <laughs> and their over under was. Oh, 90, 90, 91 and a half. 91 and a half. Yeah. Ouch. But again, yeah. I ha- I would have had them as an under two, be- or I think I had them as an under. God, man, we need to do one next year. Um, yeah, because, definitely. Oh, dude, it was just, you know, because they weren't better than the Braves and they weren't better than the Phillies. And uh, all three teams, like, yes, we saw it last year. All three of those teams went over on those. But it's just so hard to do, again, in a division like that. Like, yeah, of course. I mean, the, the Phillies. Phillies are at eighty-eight and a half or at yeah. the beginning of the season. Nats are at fifty-nine and a half. Miami's what, seventy-six and a half. The Phillies right now are they're on pace to win ninety, right? I think they should be right around yeah. that number. Yeah, right around. I think it's like ninety-one and some change. Yeah. Man, you guys have been awesome. Freaking Trey Turner's back. Uh, He's getting there, man. Two homers in one inning. It was the third time in Phillies yeah. history the other day. Yeah, and again, man, like I said, you guys losing two or three of the Nationals. I. I'm not like, it's not like losing two or three of the A's. The Nationals have been really good. They've been really yeah. solid the second half. So we also um, took three or four from them in the series last week. So, right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, uh, the Phillies are a problem when it comes to the playoffs. I'm like, I've, I'm the Braves, some of the Dodgers. I'm very scared. Dude, I'm them. so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for them to make another run. Yeah, man. I, I, I think, uh, I said, man. 
um, these the both both divisions are like it, the AL and the NL. I'm just like, man, I, the playoffs are going to be spectacular. For it's going to be a great team year. that's going to be in it. Absolutely, dude. Um, oh, the Cubs, by the way, freaking now in the playoff spot. Uh, yeah. The Cubs have been absolutely on fire uh, since the uh, in the second half uh, when they decided to be buyers and uh, they overtook the Reds. The Reds, who are just falling from grace. Um, they lost two or three from uh, who they owned by this today or this weekend. Sorry, who's that? The Reds. They lost the. They played the Blue oh, Jays. The, the Blue Jays is right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, now they're four games back in the division. Um, even more importantly, uh, they are one. So it's them. It's the Marlins and the um, Diamondbacks. All one game back of the National League Wild Card, uh, where. Um, the Giants have a half game lead over Chicago for that. And then the Phillies have a two and a half game lead over them. So just to, so close on all that. To go back to that strength of schedule, uh, what, what, who were we just talking about? Miami and Arizona both have the eighth and ninth hardest schedule remaining. Wow. The, the Cubbies are at number 18 out of 30 for Dang strength man. of schedule. So the Cubs have a really good shot at holding that spot for the rest of the season. They, they do. Their, their pitching is yeah. good. Uh, by the way, they they said that they don't think that they're going to resign um, uh, Stroman going into because really? he opt out. I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, I wow. saw that today. So, um, that's surprising. Honestly, I'm not surprised. I'm not. I I I think I think that Stroman. Want, I think Stroman is looking to get like a five year. Yeah, here it says uh, Cubs unlikely to extend Stroman via USA Today. USA Today. Uh, Cubs have no intention to offer Strowman uh, okay. an extension. Uh, he also has a rib injury. So I think they're just worried about his durability, which has kind of always been his, like, can he go deep into the season? Can he kind go of deep? Thing. Right. Yeah. That's huge. Even though he's been healthy, he he is owed $21 million next year, but he could also opt out. So Oh, he has um, a fractured right rib. I yeah. didn't know that. Damn. So Not indefinitely. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, who knows? He had a 9.11 ERA in July. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. After compiling a 2.59 ERA in the first three months of the season. Yeah, it's a. Uh, we had talked about him for Cy Young, uh, potential Cy Young. Yeah, I mean, I, well, he, he he deserved to be in that talk, man. I mean, he was he was spectacular. He led the league in quality starts at one point, um, and now, like, obviously, now it's like he's falling back down a little bit from grace, but he's still have a hell of a pitcher in any team. I would not offer him more than a hundred million dollars. It's just, you know, he's going to be over 30 years old. Yeah. Um, he's he's 32. Old, 30, yeah. 32. Sorry. Uh, uh, aging pitcher just, um, but maybe around three years, 75, I would offer him that three years, 75. Yeah. yeah. You know, get, get a guy who could be a, you know, third, second or third starter on your team. Um, you know, give you quality starts and get you there. Yeah. And he's on a, he, he's on a three year, $71 million deal right now. Right. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think he'll slightly get a little bit more than that. Just I'm not going to say more. he'll get much more than that, but, um, but we've seen teams like the um, Padres prove me wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, um, I don't, there's not a whole other lot to get to you really. Unless uh, there's something that sticks out to you. Uh, don't really no, want to talk, mean... talk about the, um, the NL East because there's nothing really talked about. The Marlins have kind of fallen from grace a little bit, but yeah, I mean, yeah. the Braves have had that division locked up for <laughs> the whole season pretty much. Yeah. yeah so no. it's really just the wild card talk. Yeah. The Cubbies. Yeah. I mean, I'd Giants love to see are the call- Cubbies. And Giants the are calling up their number one left-handed uh, pitching prospect. I, I uh, saw Kyle that. Harrison. Yeah. yeah. He'll pitch against your Phillies on Tuesday. Uh, yeah. It's a big series for the Phils and the Giants coming yeah. up here. I mean, every series uh, is big for you guys, for both teams, man. Oh, for sure, for sure. Both but the fact the, that we're playing each other. <laughs> yeah, both with playoff and World Series aspirations. And I think we still have another series against the uh, the Marlins, too, which is big. And, of course, we have two series against the Braves, I think, remaining. So, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of big series coming up. It's going yeah. to be a good September. I'm really excited. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. I think, uh, you know, as we get closer to football, we'll start talking about it more. I think uh, all the fantasy football drafts are starting here in the next uh, week or so. Yeah, I've got uh, two next of, week. <laughs> I got one. That's all I'm doing. I'm doing one. And nice. I begrudgingly, I hate, I hate fantasy football. 
<laughs> just doing it because someone yeah. needs that, that extra plug to be the extra person. team. And I'm yeah. just like, like, come on, man. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll do it. But I am, not, I'm gonna do the bare minimum in that league. I'm in. I think I'm in five this year. I mean, I usually do like three or four, but this year I'm doing five. So yeah, yeah, I'm a nut about wow. it. I've been doing it yeah. for like I've literally been doing it since right. like the when I the first year I did fantasy football. It was we were on paper still. We didn't even oh, do the God. like there was no like that we literally like, had you when you got the book that was like this thick and it was geez. every single player and you sat around and ordered a couple pizzas and and just did the draft in person. Yeah, Jesus man. Christ, man. That yeah, is, dude, I'm hardcore about it. <laughs> no, no lie, man. <laughs> I um I did it for the first time in 2007. Um, it was the year Tom Brady won the MVP, and they got like all they they got all these um um they got all these players uh from uh, like so they got Randy Moss, Dante Stallsworth, yeah. uh, Wes Welker. Um, so that was the first year I ever did fantasy, and I was doing Yahoo Sports. Nice. And then I think I did it one more year after. Um, I think. So it's funny because I won, I, I didn't, did I win, did I win the league that year? I won the league that year, the first time I ever doing it. Um, then I lost the next year and then I just, I just fell out of it. I was like, I don't really care about doing this. And I did it for the yeah. first time since then last year. And I, re, I remember why I hate fantasy football. <laughs> I just, yeah, dude, it takes away the fun for me. I just, it takes away the fun of the game for me. Yeah, and, yeah uh, it's cool. It's so. cool. It is some maintenance and you got to pay attention to certain things and, and you know, just want to the waiver wire, but yeah. I just want to like, why do I do this? So why do I do this myself? <laughs> That's all I'm thinking of. But anyways, um, th- thanks again, Steve, for coming on today. Thank you guys all for listening to the podcast. Uh, we will be back with later on in the week. Um, and you guys uh, all take care of yourself. Stay safe out there. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.